0: Welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. We are in part three of Reality Checks in the Valley, the series that we're doing, where God is just really kind of shifting perspectives and mindsets about how he works and how this walk is supposed to look. So today's episode is going to be called Stop Trying to Be God. Y'all already know I'm not going to play with y'all on this episode just off the title. Now, the main point for today is that you are not enough and that's okay. Mm. In a culture where people are constantly being told they are worthy enough, they are pretty enough, they are important enough, they are talented enough, it's kind of backwards to hear someone say that you are in fact not enough, especially in the Christian context, because it's like, girl, that does not sound very loving, very kind, very peaceable. But you have to understand this in context of the fact that you are not enough to be God, okay? So when God gives you a vision, when God gives you a promise, right? You cannot do it by yourself. You can't get it accomplished without him. Because dare I say, if you could, you would have done it already. And that's just facts. If I could make myself be everything that God has told me that I'm going to be, I would have done it already in my own strength. So let's get into these points. There are three things that we are not enough of to be trying to play God. Like, (laughs) come on. Number one, we are not smart enough to try to play God. We're just not. I don't know about y'all, but I am 100% an overachiever, super nerd, AP classes, honor roll, all of that. I'm in that. So for me, my intelligence is not an insecurity for me, at least academically. You know, but I had to come to the realization that God is on a whole nother plane. Okay. God is on a whole nother plane just because I can spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious does not make me God or anywhere near the Bible says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his ways are higher than our ways. And I don't know about y'all, but just taking a step outside of my home and looking around, I realized that to be 100% true. Some of the things that God has done, not some of them, all of the things that God have done are awe-inspiring. They're so strategic. They're so intentional that I couldn't have even begun to think the way that he has thought things through. Even when you get to studying the Bible, um, on my women's Bible study group this past week, um, last Monday, we were talking about how heaven looks. And one of the things that I found interesting that we connected was that there are 12 precious stones used in the foundation of the heavenly city, which is New Jerusalem. Did y'all know there was gonna be a New Jerusalem? We found that out last week. These same 12 stones were what God designated to be in the breastplate of the holy priest back in Exodus in the Old Testament. Like the exact same 12 stones, y'all. I'm just like, okay, Lord, you are just so intentional and so strategic. Everything literally circles back. Like this is afterlife type stuff. So it's just really cool. But yeah, y'all, just to look even in the Bible and see the intentionality of God, the strategy of God, the mind of God is just so complex and beautiful. We are not smart enough to be sitting here trying to play God. You will never know everything. And that can either be scary to some or it can be comforting to others. And for me, I choose to look at it in a comforting way. It's great, it's like a weight off my shoulders to not have to know everything, to not have to have everything figured out because I don't know about y'all, but that's a pressure that I have been feeling a lot lately, like to have everything perfectly laid out, figured out, and just in great shape, and wrapped up in a pretty bow. And that's just not how this walk is supposed to look. We are not supposed to be leaning on our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What part of Proverbs 3, 5 are we not getting? Let me let me be very personal. I don't know which part of Proverbs 3, 5 I wasn't getting, but that was not sinking into my head. I was 100% trying to lean onto my own understanding. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and just be super transparent about what God has been taking me through. God told me to apply to a specific job. He told me this would be where I would be getting hired. And I was like, all right, bet. I applied to the job. I was about to apply to another job. And the Holy Spirit said, don't you dare even apply to another job. This is the job. I'm like, all right, bet. I had a dream, y'all, that 100% confirmed That this was the job for me. So I'm like, bro, say less. I applied on April 6th. Applications closed April 13th. I don't know why, but I was really expecting a call April 20th. Like, (laughs) According to my calculations, I am the best candidate. So why are y'all not ringing my line offering me a quarter million dollars? Like, hello? But y'all, it is currently as I recorded is May 11th. Happy birthday to my late grandfather. But I have not yet got a call for that position. (laughs) I have not gotten a call for that position yet. And this Sunday, I was freaking out, y'all. Like the enemy was talking crazy in my ear and I was dumb enough to sit there and let him talk to me crazy and believe it for a little bit. But y'all, I was leading 100% on my understanding if you were gonna get the job, then don't you think that they would have called you by now? Don't you think you would have at least gotten an email? You haven't gotten anything. In fact, y'all, I literally had an interview with a volunteer coordinator because I'm trying to volunteer with the organization. And she actually let me know like, oh, the director's hesitation is probably because you don't have a master's in social work. I don't have a master's in anything. So let's start there. So I'm finding out, Last week, how gravely underqualified I am for this job that God told me that I'm supposed to have, and I still have not gotten a call for it to this very moment. So, I was 100% leaning on my own understanding. I was trying to trust God, and I have been trying to trust God, but it just got really, really difficult. So, yeah, I'm gonna keep y'all updated on this situation because I can't wait to let y'all know when I get the position. Period. I was listening to Blessed and Bossed Up podcast with Tatum Tamia. Shout out Tatum, girl. If you ever listen to this, I love your show. But um, she was talking about in this, I think I was listening to the 200th episode. And she was talking about how the how of whatever God has given you is not your job. And that was like music to my ears. That is 100% what I needed to hear. The how of what God wants you to do is not your job. You don't need to figure that out. You don't have the resources, the tools, the brain power to figure out the how. Yes, we have a way that our simple human minds think everything should be two plus two equals four. But have you met our God? Have you read the Bible? Two plus two equals 562,942. Like, you know what I mean? God is not a God of simplicity. God is very complex and strategic, right? So we have to stop trying to box him into our little bitty understanding. And dare I submit that not only is the how not your job, but the what is not your job. The when is not your job. The where or the why is not your job. Out of all the inquisitive questions, the only thing that you have an answer to is who? And that's you. That's the only answer you have. You and God equals whatever it is that he promised you. You plus God equals promise. You don't need to know anything else. You don't need to worry about adding any other variables into the equation because frankly, that's not your job. So I just want to reiterate to you guys, it is okay to not be smart enough to play God in your situation. It is okay to not be smart enough to fulfill your own purpose by yourself. That is 100% fine. And in fact, if you think that it's not, I dare you to go read your Bible and come back and tell me how you feel after that. Point number two, you are not strong enough. I'm i i am gearing this toward the fellas, but I'm also talking to my ladies because I don't know about y'all, but I like to be in a gym and I feel like your girl is kind of strong. You are not strong enough. I'm also talking to the black woman here. Who likes to play that strong black independent woman? Never need a man another nothing. I N D E P E N D E. I'm talking to y'all too. We are not strong enough to pull off what God has planned on our own slash without him. Second Corinthians 12 9. Paul was saying that God told him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. Guys. This right here is telling us that we don't even have to even try to be strong enough. If you really want to be a partner in purpose with God, then you have to acknowledge that your partner is a lot stronger than you, right? If you and your partner have separate strengths, separate weaknesses, then you wanna to play to your strengths to cover the other person's weakness. Our current strength is, and it's a God-given strength, is that we're on earth, okay? We have the physical body to go do whatever it is that God needs to be done. God's strength is that he knows how we can get it done. And he gives us the strength to do it. Really, God is just the strength in everything, but you know, he decides to use us little people to do his great works. So it's perfectly okay to acknowledge that you are not strong enough the thing is that you don't have to stay weak. You don't have to stay weak, okay? It's also not in your weakness that you get things done, but it is in his strength. Isaiah 40, 31 says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Not only is this a beautiful promise of a renewal of strength because we're waiting on God, there's some things that I pulled out of here. The word Wait. Now, of course, we're using it in the in the instance of time. We're understanding it in the instance of time. You want to wait, okay? You want to endure time for God to do what he needs to do. And in that time, you will have your strength renewed. But the word wait also applies to the instance of service. Have you ever had a waiter or a waitress? The root word of their position is to wait. Their position, their job is to wait on you. And what does that mean? It's to serve you. So let's read that with that instance. It said, they that serve the Lord shall renew their strength. So not only do you need time, but you need the right attitude. You need to be putting in that time and that presence with the Lord. Don't you hate a waiter that takes forever to come check on your table? Don't you hate a waiter that takes forever to introduce themselves? Don't you think God is waiting on us to to come wait on him? (laughs) like he's waiting on us time-wise to come wait on him service-wise. Guys, in the time that you're trying to persevere for whatever God has purposed you for or given you or promised you or showed you, are you waiting on him? Are you spending time in his presence? Are you abiding in him? I think it's John 15. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. He that remain in me and I in him will bear much fruit. So we have to remain in the Lord. Y'all remember, seek ye first. His kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Constantly, God tells us, we don't have the answer sway, but you will get the answers in my presence. You will get the deliverance in my presence. You will get the breakthrough in my presence. So we have to first acknowledge that we are not smart enough and strong enough and take that acknowledgement to God and allow him to do the work in us that he needs to do for us to be the people that he has called us to be, to do what he has called us to do guys. And lastly, you are not God enough. And that's just straight to the point. You are not God enough. I want you after this podcast episode to go to Job 38, where God, God reads Job for filth, for filth. Y'all know around Thanksgiving time how on Twitter, everybody be talking about Thanksgiving clapback, where basically you're just retorting, replying, you know, giving a little sass to somebody who gave you sass first. So it's a clapback. This is the ultimate clapback of who God is I want y'all to go read Job 38 because what happened was Job was running off at the mouth because you know He was getting done dirty. He was getting done a little slime. You know, he didn't do nothing. He was a good man. He was blameless in the sight of the Lord. And the enemy was like, oh, I bet you I could get Job to turn away from you. And the Lord was like, bet, let's see. So the enemy took everything from Job. You know, he was struggling. He was down bad. He was sick. You know, my boy was like, can I just die? Like literally he says that in the scriptures and he starts talking reckless on God like how could God in his infinite wisdom do this this is not justice you know just running off at the side of his mouth on the side of his neck talking crazy and then God comes to him in a wind and it's like brace yourself like a man because I'm about to ask you some questions and you better have an answer first of all if somebody addresses me and says brace yourself like a man I'm gonna have to leave because what <laughs> y'all then god goes in on Job for two straight chapters y'all straight chapters of questions about his might did you create the heavens did you create the earth do you know where darkness is kept do the lightning bolts respond to where you tell it to go did you draw the lines of where the earth is supposed to stop like going and were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth like oh get him, Lord get them but while I'm rooting for the Lord I'm also Job we're also Job I think a lot of times when I read the Bible I can look at the people in the Bible and be like you're so stupid but when I look at my own life I'm them <laughs> like the Israelites where we're like why do y'all keep complaining when God just did this for you I'm literally the exact same way so I think In my instance, I was acting like Job, like, ah, how could the Lord do this to me? And I've come so far. And you said you wouldn't leave me or forsake me, but I feel left and forsaken. So I need some answers. And the Lord said, oh, you need some answers? No, I need some answers. So brace yourself. And literally came at this man's neck. I don't need the Lord coming to me in the wind. Lord, I'm sorry. I don't need no wind. I done seen Pocahontas. I sang the song Colors of the Wind. I don't want to see you in any colors. Uh, respectfully, Lord. I will see you in heaven. I, I, don't, I don't want no smoke with the Lord. I don't want no smoke. So I need y'all to go read Job 38 because we are not God enough to be trying to play God. Let's start there. Where were you before you were formed in your mother's womb? Where were you? Because I tell you where God was. God was over there making plans for your behind that were going to prosper you and not harm you. Shout out Jeremiah 29, 11. Hello? So I just want to encourage you guys. Stop trying to be God in your situation. You are not enough to play God in your situation. And that should not be something that feels like disrespect to you. That should be a comfort. That should take some weight off your shoulders. That should realign you back toward God. Like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Forgive me for trying to overstep my bounds. And I think sometimes where it comes from is we put God in a box of what he can and can't do, will and won't do. First of all, you serve the God of the universe, king and creator of the universe, okay? Every little problem you have, is only because God spoke things into existence way, way back when. So let's let's really get it together. This is a reality check. Check yourself before you wreck yourself because don't find yourself out here on a limb trying to do things in your own strength, trying to do things out of your own understanding, trying to do things out of your own humanity, and you miss God in the process. You get in God's way in the process. You disqualify yourself from your blessings in your process. Please don't be like Israel. Please don't get right to the land of milk and honey. And then because of disobedience have to wander around in a desert and die off for 40 years. I refuse. Lord, far be it from me. Lord, far be it from me and far be it from you too. So yeah, (laughs) y'all, thanks for tuning in to another episode of These Are The Valleys. I hope y'all got something from this. I hope y'all take this into y'all's prayer time and into your time in God's presence and really repent for the way that you have been trying to play God in your situation. I love you guys. Leave a review and a rating. Hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye.